Hello and welcome to the Chicago Unnamed Racing Review Podcast. I'm Fuzzy. I'm Erica. And we are, are we a couple weeks late? Yes. All right. We are a couple weeks late to talk about the Soldier Field 10. Uh, but it is important that we talk about the Soldier Field 10 because it is the longest distance that Erica has ever run. It was a big accomplishment. Thank you very much. Yeah. The, yeah, the race end. was May 24th. The end. The race was May 24th. Um, it is a, a race that finishes on the 50-yard line of Soldier Field, which is where the Chicago Bears play. And Fuzzy, this was your third time to do it, correct? That sounds right. And the other two times that he's run it, I've done the Hut Hut Hike, which is a three-mile walk around the museum district and in through the colonnades of Soldier Field, which is lovely. And so this year, um, I decided to run it. I My friend Claire last year was like, you should do it. Just sign up a year in advance and you'll do it. And then the more we talked about it and the closer it got, I was like, yeah, okay, why not? I've done up to six and I can train up to 10. And she decided she was going to do it. My friend Andrea, who's my other training partner, decided to do it also. So I had lots of friends I could run with at different times. So we did it. It was a huge goal and uh, lots of training. In the past, there was one time that Fuzzy did it that was super hot. And then one time he did it and it was super super freezing cold. So I was really concerned about the weather going in because if anything's cold or moderately cold, I have a really challenging time. And the week leading up was super hot. So I was really excited about that. And then the day of, it was like 50. Yeah. It was really cold. (laughs) And 50 is not like really cold for Chicago, but it was, it was for me for running. And, um, it was cold for Andrea also. Yeah. So I was nervous about that going in, which I think maybe affected my run because I was kind of obsessing about the weather the whole time. But um, let's go back to, I guess, packet pickup. Packet pickup. Um, oh, which I did. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was the Salter Field 10 as a Fleet Feet event. So the packet pickup was at the Old Town Piper's Alley location of Fleet Feet. And it was really interesting because... You, they had a huge sign at the entrance of the store that was like, pack and pick up in the lobby of Piper's Alley. So they wouldn't even really let you in the store. Well, they would, but uh, they ushered you down this hallway to uh, a bunch of tables that were set up. And I picked up packets for five people. And um, Thank you for which, by the way. Oh, you're welcome. Um it was super easy. First we picked up numbers and you walked down a hall and then you got your t-shirts and then you were done. There was no extra information uh, or coupons or snacks or anything. It was a bib, a pamphlet of information, and then your t-shirt. And the t-shirts are super cute. I was not a fan of the ones from last year that you guys had because they're neon yellow. They are very bright. Very bright and very not cute. But the ones this year are Bears colors. They are. It's a blue shirt with orange details on Navy, it. Navy and orange. Navy and orange. It and was the 10-year anniversary yeah. of the race. Sean and I were speculating, is, uh, also remembering the the uh, Shamrock Shuffle year that for no reason the shirt was red instead of the usual green. 
uh, like wondering if the, we, you know, we don't have a gallery of all these Soldier Field shirts, but sort of wondering if they were cycling through like, well, we've done all the normal football colors. We've done, uh, you know, Bears colors and green for the field and we've done this and that like oh let's do this neon green and this year for the 10th anniversary cycle back around to yeah normal <laughs> make sense colors for the shirt the one you had from the first time you did it was really cute too it was white and had the little football stripes on the sleeves well they're actually adidas stripes oh because uh, it's a an adidas that's an adidas branded shirt so oh, they're cool. adidas stripes but. i think that's the coolest one yeah, um, so packet pickup was easy, even though you were picking up a bunch of people's stuff. Yeah, it was super easy. In fact, the woman who I was picking up the boobs from said that because I was picking up all the packets that every one of those people should give me the free beer. Yes, and we would have, but we'll get to that. <laughs> um, so it was, uh, uh, it's a, the, the, I guess the one downside to the Soldier Field 10, the one big like choice to make is it is at Soldier Field and it sort of heads south from there. And that's, you know, the museum campus is not a great public transport accessible place. I mean, you can get over to what? Roosevelt. You to get off of the Roosevelt Red Line and walk over. It's not, I guess it's not that far, but it's a little hike. Um, and, uh, so we decided to drive down, which we've done the last two times as well. Yeah, it's free parking, so why not it's drive? It's free parking, but it is a, a, you know, it's it's a little bit of a mess getting into. It also saves on gear check, too. If you can leave stuff in your car, you don't have to gear check it. Yeah. but It was just so, crowded. I mean, we we allowed for extra time, and traffic was backed up because there were two lanes of traffic exiting to go into the parking garages, but... I wasn't frustrated by it or anything. Okay. Well, you know. I, I think I was driving. Okay. It was just something. But we carpooled. We were responsible. We had all five people who you picked up packets for in the car, right? Yeah. We yeah. all live in the same neighborhood, so it made the most sense. Yeah. Um, so the race itself uh, starts with a bunch of waves. It's a big race. Um, so we got separated. Uh, Sean and I ran together, and you ran with Claire and Andrea, or at least at the start? Well, sort of. Um, For one, they were very strict on making sure you were in your right wave group. They were checking it, and uh, we were meeting up with some other friends there, too, so they were in a a earlier wave than us, but Andrea's wave was further back, so... um, we were like, we'll just come in with us at this wave here, but then they wouldn't let us. But you could go to a wave that was further back. So the other friends left their wave, and we all like went back. So we had to wait a little while before we started running, which sucked because it was so cold. But um, it was fun to like chat with other ladies and all start together at the same time. And then Andrew is a super fast runner, so as soon as the bugle horn played and the they were, the runners were off. Like, she left me in the dirt, in the dust. I ate her tracks. You ate her tracks. Isn't that a term? Eat my dust. Eat my dust. I ate her dust, and I was in her tracks. Okay. So, Claire and I started running together, and which was good at the beginning. I mean, it was great running with her, but the first thing you do is, like, run through this tunnel. What is that tunnel? It's under McCormick. Under McCormick oh. Center. And yeah, it was... And we've run through that tunnel 
or I've run through that tunnel for many races. And I think we go through there for the, um, the Terrapin yeah. 5k yeah. goes yeah. through there. Cause it's right. Yeah, it is. We're like right after you get south of Soldier Field. Um, but yes, but the tunnel did, it did seem somehow, I don't know if some lights were out or something. It seemed extra dingy. It was extra dark. so dark. You couldn't yeah. see anything. And I was scared. There was like water on the ground too. And I was scared I was going to fall. So actually Claire and I held hands and like yeah. ran for a while because I was like, uh, I'm scared. I, don't, I can't see anything. So we got each other. We helped each other get through the tunnel. Teamwork. Teamwork. Teamwork Sean and I teamwork. held hands, but that's just because we like each other. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. Um. So then you run like on the streets down south and then there's a turnaround point it's just a down and back right now they were uh sean and i were talking a lot on the road the way down um that they made a big deal this year about the fact that we were running on a completely closed lakeshore drive that they had complete like last year they blocked off two lanes of lakeshore drive of northbound lakeshore drive um and we ran south on that and so you were running, there were cars going by wow. in another lane, uh, you know, and there were cones set out and everything. And I guess, I don't know if that made some people nervous or what, but that was a big touted feature of the race this year was a completely closed Lakeshore Drive. And Sean and I were noting that um, most people were sticking to the area that would have been encompassed by the same route as last year. Like, I think the only people running in the far right lane uh, that w- would have been not blocked off um, were people like, I I ran that just for a little bit just to see. Like, does this make any difference? Nope, I'm over here. So you're saying that the when you were running south, the right-hand side was not, people weren't running in it? The when we were running south on Lakeshore Drive, there are three lanes going north, and we were headed south, so we were in the left. Most people were just sort of bunched up, hanging on the left side. Hanging on the left side. Did you experience? I differently? think I ran on the right side because I remember there were like barricades there, and I had to like stretch at one point and like adjust my shoes, and then. There were some people like hanging out on the right side to meet up with a runner, and I saw the runner get excited about it. I'm almost positive I stayed more on the right than the left. Huh. Okay, but I don't like being like really close to a bunch of other runners, so maybe that was just a natural thing that was like, oh, look at all this space over here. I'm going to go over here. I was also at the back of the pack, um, where there's not a lot of you know, there's less runners anyway, but. Uh, I think that I did hang more to the right. That's funny. Yeah. I didn't even realize that was like short drive. Yeah. Maybe I did at the time, but I was probably more freaking out about how cold it was. Because I sweat. I I sweat a lot. I have hyperhidrosis. So when I sweat, I freeze to death anyway when it's like burning up hot outside. So when I work out and I'm sweating and it's freezing outside, then I'm just done for. So <laughs> the whole time I was like, I have to change this attitude about it being so cold and just like get through it. Um, and I had left my gloves in the car accidentally, so I didn't have any gloves. Uh, but at mile, it was good. It was easy. It was great running with a friend. We had things to talk about. And then at mile, like five and a half, 
Claire was like, well, I need to listen to my music and take off. So we parted ways and I pulled out my iPod and listened to music and ran solo the hallway back. There were um, some nice, there were water stations and fuel stations, uh, Gatorade stations, and the volunteers were all super nice. Our bibs had our names on it, so at one point when I was feeling particularly low, one was like, yeah, Erica, you're doing great, and that helps so much. It just, like, totally gave me a boost and was like, oh, yeah, thank you, and made me run a little faster. Awesome. Yeah, I just, it was a pretty good run for me. And 10 miles is getting to be, this is weird to say that 10 miles is getting to be a reasonable amount <laughs> to run. It's great. Um, and uh, you should never do math right after a race, because right when I finished, I thought I had set a personal record for the 10 mile, but in fact, I ran it four minutes slower than last year, um, which is not a big deal, but just, I shouldn't. Shouldn't try ten, to do shouldn't try to do math for the right. ten mile in general or that race specifically. Well, I think that's the only ten mile. That's the only ten mile chip timed race. Oh, chip timed. Run. I gotcha. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you know. Uh, I tend to set my just because of the sloppiness. I, t- I set my personal records mainly by chip timed races. Um, if I I would probably I'll change that uh, philosophy if I ever set a really awesome time in a non-chip timed race or on, yeah. a, on a training run or something. But, uh, for now that's what I'm doing. And, uh, and I don't know how other people do it, but I just keep track of the whole race. So I suppose it's possible that on some really fast 10 mile, I've set a five mile. I would guess that would be possible. <laughs> the, a particular five mile split of a 10 mile race. Say, you're might not be keeping fast. track of your splits while uh, you run. Oh, brother, who are you? Well, not too much. Just kidding. Um, so well, then we are, you know, the uh, the announcer, who was one of those two guys who always announces all the fleet, fleet races, was making a big deal before the race about, like, you're really going to be impressed when you get inside. We've totally redesigned the finish line, and you'll be really impressed by how amazingly different it is inside. That was the other thing that was being touted. And we couldn't tell any difference. It looked exactly the same. It looked exactly the same. That's weird. I mean, they've laid down a... You run in on the turf. uh, And I keep... You know, this is one of those things you have a year to think about and then you forget in the moment when you're in there. I was like, I should, like, you know, pause and touch the turf on on Soldier Field. Because you run across the turf for just a few steps and then they've laid down matting. Uh, for the finish line, so that and then uh, and you, as you cross the finish line, you see yourself on the jumbotron, but you have to remember to look up to do that. And then there's photographers right in front of you, so you have to look down at them if you want a photo. It's very complicated to finish this race. Very complicated. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Yeah. I'm gonna go back for two seconds sure. before my finish. Um, I uh, the the most I'd ever run up until that point was eight miles. So I I had eaten a lot beforehand. I need a lot of food to run, but I don't do the goos and the gels because they make me want to barf. So, uh, 
at mile nine, I totally crashed and got so super hungry. So that last mile was really hard for me. And I got a little bit delirious. And um, as I kept getting closer to the stadium, more and more people were walking around that were finished or there were a couple, you know, people just strolled around. They'd be like, hey, you're around in the corner. You're almost there. And then, um, so one thing, then the post-race party, the band that they hired was Soul Asylum, which when I found out, I was like, what? That makes no sense. For one, depressing. I mean, they, I only know like two of their songs really from the nineties and they're kind of depressing songs. And you think that if you just finished a race where you're like, yes, I ran 10 miles, you'd want somebody that's going to play like party hits, you know, so you can like dance and celebrate and not like think about all the problems in the world. Um, so as I was approaching the stadium, I was again, a a slower runner. I, uh, the post-race party was already like in full effect. So I, I hear Soul Asylum playing Black Gold, and uh, I was like, oh, wow, it really is Soul Asylum. Like, they're right there. So uh, I guess you could say, like, you know, had my own little mini concert there. Uh, And then as I was entering the stadium, uh, you know, you run through the parking or the whatever. You run through, like, some tunnel action, and then there's the entranceway, and at that point... I was so tired. I was so delirious. The music playing was the Chicago Bears theme song, Bear Down Chicago Bears. And uh, I just totally started crying. <laughs> I just started like tearing up and crying. And then I was like, get it together. You're about to finish. And I also, I feel like when I run and when it's called out, I look really unattractive. So I was wearing this hat and I was like, I don't want to be photographed in this hat for my photos because I think that I look really stupid in this outfit. So I took off my hat which had been, like, on my head for two hours, so my hair looks terrible, and I hadn't brushed it in the morning, so I've got this, like, crazy-ass hair, and I'm crying, and I'm, like, so out of it, and I'm running into the stadium, so those pictures are awful. They're just awful. And so I'm looking up at the Jumbotron, and I'm like, where am I, where am I? And I, I think that I, you know, it's one of those things that you forget after a year. Like, the camera's on the right side of the shoot when you're running in. So, uh, I was running on the left side there. So, I'm like, where am I? Oh, I'm really tiny. I'm over there. So, runners, finish on the right side, and you'll see yourself really huge. So, because I was looking up, I didn't really, like, pay attention to where, like, the finish was or whatever. And I finished, and it was great. And then I was like... Couldn't stop running, and I had to just keep running for an extra second. And uh, here's where I think that the the race did a disservice to the runners. Uh, ten miles is a, a lot is a pretty far distance, mm-hmm. no matter your distance that you run. Even like a marathon runner, you know, even you, like you know, you're like ten miles is becoming like your normal run. But you could say that that's a long way to run. Sure. Oh yeah, definitely. And a lot of races, like even five k's, like as soon as you're done, there's like bagels and bananas. Because to, like, get that carbs in your system and, like, so that you can function. The only thing that was on the field was bottles of water, which I'd already been drinking and probably was depleting me even more because I was just, like, watering out all of my nutrients and sweating them out and drinking more water. So I looked around the stadium trying to find Fuzzy and Andrea and Sean, and I, I did... But I was so hungry and out of it that I didn't appreciate that I was on the field at Soldier Field. 
I, like, saw them, waved, like, posed for a picture, and then was instantly like, well, where's the food? And in hindsight, I really wish that there had been something for us, though I'm sure that they are trying to just get people off the field. Right. Um, that's a, a cool moment. When else are you going to be down there? And, I, and they let people just hang out there for a few minutes, so I wanted, I wish I had taken that advantage of it, but I was just focused on the food. And from there, you exited, and there was... People handing you Gatorade again, which was good for the electrolytes. But again, I wasn't thirsty. I was hungry. And then you walk like 500 miles and then there's the medals. So I'm like, oh yeah, I got to get my medal. This is great. And everyone's like, congratulations. Yay. And I'm just like, whatever. I need some food. And <laughs> I get my medal. Then Fuzzy came and then, in. Then there's gear check, which you did uh, just to, to further. We worked our way backwards. Like, you would have paused at gear check. You didn't have anything gear checked, but... And then it's food. Um, it was the last thing, and it was so far away. And the food was a banana and, like, a bag of chips. And I was really surprised there was not bagels, because that is something so, like, hearty and comforting. But I met up with Fuzzy um, before the food station, and... It was like, he was like, oh my gosh, you did it. And I was like, I sure did. Where's the food? <laughs> and uh, I couldn't focus. And I feel like my whole life reunion was kind of overshadowed by the fact that I was about to pass out. So fortunately, he had a bag of chips that he gave me and I ate it on the way to getting the food. But pop chips are really like, I think the whole point of pop chips is that they're low calorie and they're healthy. At that point, you need calories. <laughs> so, uh, going through that shoot, it was just, I was, I was really out of it for a long time after the race was done. So then, uh, sorry, we're going to talk about your, do you have a finish experience? No, no, just, I guess just the, the practicality of the, that sometimes, some years the social field 10 has given away an extra thing when you finish. Last year there was a stadium blanket. Um, and this year it was just the bag, your, uh, sort of like a little lunch bag that your, uh, after race food came in. That was the giveaway. And so that's not much. That's not that's much. An interesting little. Yeah. I suppose if you take your lunch, you take it in that. People in the break room can ask you, what's that? Yeah. And you can tell them about your 10 mile run. Well, so afterwards, the four of us, like, Andrea was freezing because she'd left her jacket in the car, and I was just needed to eat as soon as possible. We were all like, well, do we need to go to the post-race party? Like, is it, are we going to drink the beer? Is it worth it? It was 312, um, so it was a good beer, Goose Island. Um, we're like, is it worth seeing Soul Asylum? Do we want to pay $6 for a burger, um, or do we just want to go? And, uh... We all decided that it wasn't worth it, and we just wanted to go. So yeah, we can't really went. review the post-race party. So that being said, I'm glad I heard that little bit of Soul Asylum that I did. Yeah. Because even yeah. though I was making fun of it, and like, this makes no sense, it's still Soul Asylum. That's cool, right? I guess. I don't even know if I know any of their songs. I think I you get do, Soul Asylum know. and Social Distortion mixed up. Oh my god, if it was Social just Distortion, to, that'd be well, incredible. I know, just, be, just because of the names. Like, just Social they, Distortion they just, would be social the... Social Distortion, Soul Asylum. It sounds the same. Social Distortion would be the perfect post-race party <laughs> band. Because it's, like, angry and dancey and good and, like, punk and 
political and good, you know, yeah. in a good way. All right. But you know Runaway Train. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, see? And the oh. video is all about runaways and kidnappings. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's not good. I know. But then it was easy to get back to the car, and then we all, you know, put on warm clothes, and then it was hard to get out of the stadium. It was hard to get out. I think we got back on Lakeshore Drive going south, and then got back going north, and then we suddenly found that we had not managed to merge back on a northbound Lakeshore Drive, and we were headed back into the McCormick parking lot, and had to make a U-turn in a place that perhaps we were not supposed to, but... But we defy the law. We defy the law, just like... Soul Asylum or something. Uh, yeah, so Soldier Field 10, are you going to run it again next year? No, I don't think so. Probably not. It was really hard. I think that um, six miles is a good distance for me. I was really proud of myself when I got up to seven and eight. Uh, I did my training. I maybe skipped like one run the last couple weeks. Uh like one run a week, but that was what I was doing anyway the whole time during my training because I needed a lot of, a lot more recovery time. Um, I think that if I did do another 10-mile race, it would be later in the year when it's guaranteed to be warmer and mm-hmm. not a still questionable thing for Chicago. And um, I would want to do one that maybe has a more interesting route because it was just like, okay, now we're going back and whatever. So... Um, I don't know. If, I'm glad that I did it. I'm so proud of myself. The medals are cool. I think it is worthy of a medal. I know some people complain that races have medals, but I've I effing deserved that medal. <laughs> I think you did too. My goal time. I was when I started. I was like, I'm gonna finish this in two hours and fifteen minutes, and I finished it in two hours and fourteen minutes, and I'm not ashamed of that pace. I am just proud of myself for being able to run. Period. Me too. What was your time? 140. And my time last year was 136. Something, something. Nice. Would you run it again? Yeah, I probably would. Probably. Depends on what next year looks like. Um, I keep saying that (laughs) I don't know what I'm going to do next year. We'll see you after this Ironman. If I ever run again. Or if I'm unstoppable. You are unstoppable. Well, I might stop. So our, our next race, I looked it up, is I'm doing the late ride in July. Not technically a race, but a 25-mile bike ride around the city at night. And then we are doing the, uh, we're doing both doing the Chicago Triathlon Super Sprint distance on August 24th. And then Erica is doing the sprint distance on August 25th. I think we'll probably do some races then, before then. I would probably, like to add we'll probably, one, one or two in July. Yeah, we'll probably sign up for something. Yeah. But that's what's on the schedule. Uh, you can always check our schedule out at fuzzyco.com slash news slash races.html. That's, I should change that URL. I love it. But, um, Is mine on there, too? Are yeah. mine on there, too? Uh, since we usually do the same ones, yes. But it's technically my schedule. Yeah, great. Sign up, for, sign up for a bunch of races on your own. Why are then... they so expensive? Because uh, most of them are fundraisers. That was something I was just noting with the, you know, noting? we... Noting? I was noting. Um, we, when we reviewed these, we sort of had a connection to the fundraising of the last race we ran, the, the Super Sunny 5K, um, the, you know, the 
we were uh, invited to that race by some of the organizers. So we were thinking a lot. And it was such a small race, it was very obvious and connected to the uh, fundraising organization. You know, a lot of these races are fundraisers, and a lot of them we, I think we just don't even think about what the, you know, we talk a lot about the the route and how cool the shirt is, and um, for us it's an athletic activity, but that's part of that that uh, fee. And then there's, you know, blocking off the streets, you got to pay the police, bribe them, I guess, I don't know, no, I'm sure it's actual permits and and uh, legitimate activities. I think that's. I don't main... know. This is Chicago. This is Chicago. Maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe there's just cor- corruption built into this. I think that's my main deterrent this year. We did a lot of races last year, but this year it, things are different. So we, it's just expensive, and I'm trying to not spend so much money. So uh, I would like to do at least one in July, and I'm all for supporting a charity. Uh, so that makes it all worthwhile for me. Yeah. If you want us to review your race. Uh, we we we'll take comps. Yeah, send us to your race, man. Send us to your race, All man. Right, man. All right. Uh, thanks a lot for listening. Yeah, toodles.